Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Manager Mayhem from the Sack Race. I'm Jack Kitson and today I'm not with Simon Lillicrep, my uh, co-host. He's swanning off in the lakes, but Anthony Eaton's back. Hello Anton. Good morning Jack. Hello, and he's brought a friend, Russell Palmer, who makes Hi. his debut. Yes, glad to be here, thanks for having me. A fellow uh, sportsman guru, so he'll be here offering his uh, insight onto, uh, we're going to chat about Leicester, uh, USA, Ronald Koeman, Oldham... And uh, there's been a first casualty over in Italy as well. Managerial casualty, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Leicester City sat Craig Shakespeare. He's the second Premier League manager to go following Frank de Boer, who left last month in September. We're going to run through the uh, early candidates. But firstly, um, Anton, was it a harsh sacking, would you say? <sighs> I do believe it was quite harsh, yes. We, we know what, what he did last year at Leicester. He took them on a, a stunning run of, run of results to completely turn things round for them. But he's had difficulties this season. He should have had more time for me. We, we know they're quite trigger-happy, the owners. The... <sighs> but on, on to, to better things for Leicester, I feel they need to see it as a positive and it's, it's time to get a solid appointment in. It's like they haven't got a clue who they want to replace him with um, the market is wide open at the moment it keeps changing at the time of the the podcast we have Chris Coleman two to one favourite swiftly followed by Sean Dyche then there's Alan Pardew Big Sam Carl Ancelotti it goes on Michael Appleton as well it's in the mix uh, Russ who would your pick be for the Leicester job um, the trigger happy club well yeah I guess I guess the, I, I've been around the houses a bit just thinking of whether it was harsh, wasn't it? Um, I do think, I've sort of concluded that they do have, the owners have some delusion of grandeur, but they might be, you know, that's it's not that surprising given they won the league a couple of years ago. Um, I think whoever they appoint will tell us a lot about what their perceptions of the club are. And uh, I was looking at the history of Leicester sort of over the last 20 years and and realistically, this is a club that's been playing in the Championship four years ago, mm. um, and they've been out of the Premier League for, for some time. They'd even slipped down to League One. Um, you could say that they only just survived relegation in the 2014-15 season, and then the, the year they won the league was a complete freak. <laughs> I mean, everything fell right for them. I'm not saying it was, they were lucky, but it was just a freak season. They were 3,000, 5,000 to one chances to win it. Um, that to me says it ain't going to happen again anytime soon and I think that the owners need to appreciate that I think Ranieri was taking them down so I don't think there was a problem with changing that um, as Anton alluded to he, Shakespeare took over and they, they won six games on the bounce which pretty much made them safe after that I think they won twice more last season they've only won once this season so again but a tough bit, start but, they um, have had a tough start. I, I, I can appreciate that. And a lot of shrewd people I've heard uh, from a betting perspective have said that they've been unlucky in games. They've played well. Um, you know. I think on, on the back of winning the league, they were very disappointing in the transfer market. They had a real chance to bring some name, real big big names in and really make, make, make a, a, stand, a stand in the league. But it's just none of the signings seem to have hit, hit the ground mm. running. And... 
it's, you struggle to see where, how, how they're still going to build on the success of winning the league. They've said they want a, a big name, which perhaps could rule out Michael Appleton, the caretaker, who's 14-1. to 1. Yeah, uh, it, But I, I can see this process taking quite a while, so you never know if he's there for 10 games. It, it's it's quite a strange one with, with Appleton. and We, we know he's, he's caretaker there, but I just can't see how, how he's got the experience for the, for the job. When we'll have a look at his managerial record... He's been at 12 games at Blackpool, 15 games at Blackburn Rovers. We know he, he, he did a good job at Oxford, but surely that, that's, that's not enough to get you a job in the no. Premier League. The thing it? is, though, I had a look at this and you talk about the Oxford. He was doing well at Oxford. He did. And he left well. them to come yeah. to this job. Was his end goal thinking... That's what Richard Smith, the Saturdays contributor, did in yeah. his pre-season prediction. Mm. I think he's, he's a value player at 14th. They got three winnable games against Swansea away, Leeds at home in the cup, and then Everton at home. You know, if he can oversee them there and picking up a couple of wins in the league, I don't think the League Cup matters too much. And would the question is, would they take another caretaker? I mean, it did work last time in the short term. Um, if they're actually worried that they can go down, I don't think they should be too worried at the moment because I think there's a lot of bad teams in the Premier League and yeah. there's a long, long way to go. But he had a forty-four and a half percent win rate. At, uh, Oxford, you know, was this the master plan? That's and what he, I would say. He he did actually open at forty to one for the job and a, f- a couple of days ago, but then he was slashed right down. Was he? Slashed immediately, and it is something we I feel we're seeing more more and more caretaker managers who end end up getting the job. We'll get to Richie Wellens in a bit. Oh, also, would he walk into the boardroom at Leicester and say, "I want this job"? Are you going to turn him down? He's built he's, like a... He's absolutely... St- he's a bodybuilder. <laughs> he's, he's on Potwell tonight, I think. But uh, if we look at a few of the names at the top of the market, uh, you've got Chris Coleman, the Wales gaffer. Uh, his future's sort of been up in the air since they failed to qualify for the World Cup. Um, if you were... Coleman, would you fancy a return to, uh, to club level knowing that Leicester could pull the trigger at any moment? Or... Because this is Wales' as golden era, isn't it? They've got a great chance to qualify for the Euros again. Well, Would you have one more campaign? I, I think he's a man with, with options. He's, he could quite happily do, do another campaign with Wales, which he's really put his mark on that squad. He's seen them develop so much, and I, I could not blame him at all for doing another campaign with Wales. But... I feel he does need to come back to the Premier League at at some point. He'd, we know he he was there with with Fulham back in two thousand and three. I think it was when 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 he got the job at Fulham. But he he's done enough for Wales to credit another chance in the Premier League for me. And he he must have that at the back of his mind that he would like to come back to the Premier League one day. I'm not having it that any manager is worried about the previous managers getting sacked quickly because. It's worked into their contract. They'll get a nice pay payoff. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to be left, left on the breadline. Um, I think his reputation is good. Obviously, from what he's done in Wales, he's got a young family. He's got a cushy number, really. All the players have come out and said they want him to stay with Wales. Like you said, he could have another runner. Um, like I alluded to before, I think Leicester are a, a, a traditionally uh, mid to lower Premier League team, anyway. How far could he take him? I know it sounds yeah. ridiculous given they won the league, but as I say, that was a complete freak. That ain't happening again. But saying um, that, could you? That's why uh, Sean Dyche for me, I can't see him leaving Burnley. No, it's not much of a maybe potentially in the future. We get to Cumin in a minute. Maybe an Everton job 
for Dyche. But yeah, whilst that could be on the horizon, yeah, I would say that he would definitely. Yeah, I mean, he does live down that way. I think does he live? I think he lives around sort of Chesterfield area still. Mm. So it would be closer to home. But he's built this sort of dynasty at, at Burnley. Yeah, you know, would you I, give I that can't up? See just suddenly, and like I should say, how far can he take? I mean, feasibly, he could. You know, Burnley could finish higher than Leicester definitely this season. It would, you know. He's been at Burnley over five years now and I genuinely believe that he sees it as a long-term project. We know mm. about the new facilities that have been put in place at Burnley, like the training ground since Deitch has been there. He's learnt, he's learnt so much and he's brought the club on leaps yeah. Never bars. thought you'd be so complimentary of uh, Burnley. Yeah, he's is, a Blackburn fan. This is quite... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it pains to him to say, but, but if we look at some of the other names, I mean, Alan Pardew, he's been selling himself on Sky... Got Big Sam, who we will say uh, we're, we're downing pints of wine in celebration of his birthday today. He potentially off to the USA. Uh, it's something that Carl Ancelotti's not going to take it. David Wagner's there. He's not going to go from Huddersfield. Roberto Mancini's at, at Zenit. Nigel Pearson, he's with their sort of sister club over in uh, Belgium. Harry Redknapp, it's just he's not going to take the job. Thomas Tuchel's the former Bruiser Dortmund manager. He's already rejected them. Ryan Giggs. <laughs> as always mentioned but um, I've gone all the way down to Svengo and Exxon uh, could he return 25 to 1 not not for me and at the prices I'd be taking a chance on on Michael Appleton 14 to 1 I, w- I wouldn't be going near Sean Dyche at 11 to 4 and Chris Coleman I just think the pull of Wales will, will keep him would, there would Chris Dyche would only leave Burnley for a top 7 job yeah. I think God. and that's we could have one swimming around. So, quite, yes, speaking of which, we go on to that now. Oh, Ronald Koeman, he's no longer the odds on favourite for the sack, but he's Evans' favourite. Um, his future's been a uh, subject of debate on the sackrace.com uh, for a little while now. Um, they face uh, Arsenal at home. Um, would a defeat at home to Arsenal be enough to... Sack him or depends what say... happens against Leon, I guess. Yeah, I mean, of course, he's, got, got... he's got Arsenal and then Chelsea away like, next two games. Mm. The way I've sort of mapped it out in my head is that get those two games out of the way, they don't then face anybody in the top six until the 10th of December when they play Liverpool. So, you know, they could feasibly think, you know, we're not going anywhere, we're Cooman here. Now's the time to pull the plug. We're going to have an international break where, yeah, you, of course, where a new man can come in and then he's going to have a really nice run mm. of fixtures. I mean, I say Dyche. that, they've had a nice run of fixtures up to now yeah. and, and done terribly. <laughs> but I think it boils down to all those signings in one go. Yeah, um, yeah. no striker, all the, all the players in the same position, no real pace for me. And defensively, they spent heavily, but... Like a bit of a shambles I was looking at the formation at the weekend on the Sportsman and you, you know, obviously used to seeing um, the odd Christmas tree in 5-3-2-1 and 4-3-3 and 4-4-2 and the formation was 4-2-2-2-2 uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think I've ever seen before but no. it did suggest it might have lacked a bit of width Could he have gone if Rooney hadn't have equalised in the last minute in that Brighton game? We know that Everton traditionally give their managers a bit yeah. more of a chance than a lot of clubs and Barring a humiliate, any humiliating defeats against Chelsea against Leon, I can still see see him being there until December. Yeah, it's worth saying that Sean Dyche is now three to one, uh, to be the next Premier League manager to leave. Um, apart from that, Slaven Bilic, he looks to be safe now at six to one. 
One guy to look out for is uh, Mucho Pellegrino, the Southampton boss. He's had a slow start. I wrote an article for the sports actually saying how he's uh, Claude Puel in disguise at the moment because the football's not changed. But I think Saints will give him time. They haven't sacked manager mid-season since Nigel Atkins uh, quite a while ago. Right, moving on to there's another vacancy, an international vacancy over in America. Uh, Bruce Arena left after, shockingly, the United States failed to qualify um, to the World Cup. They've got such, had a such an easy qualifying group as well, but they mucked it up. Um, Sam Allardyce is the new favourite, two to one. Uh, ESPN are reporting that he's, he's keen to go stateside. Is that the perfect job for Big Sam, who did say he's retired, but one last swung? Swan song. I think it would it would suit him, and I think it's what he's looking for in life at the moment. I think he'd he'd have a great great time out there. He'd enjoy the food, the weather, and I, I the think... women. Live <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <Lie> up. <laughs> I think um, I, I I get where you're coming from there, Anto. I could see sort of Sam doing this for more than just a swan song, doing it over yeah. the next Will he last more than one game? And picking time. up... Well, he's got 100% record in international football, <laughs> yeah. remember. But I can see him guiding like the, uh, the Ghana to the quarterfinals of a World Cup or, or Mexico yeah. to the uh, Conquer Cup. Australia, Australia could have a job going as well. Australia, yeah, that kind of thing. You could move yeah. into that kind mm. of... I think international football Slithering. management I think it'd have to be a British-speaking country for yeah. Sam, maybe. I think well, he, he, Scotland. He, he, he would struggle. He sort of turned Scotland down, I think. Um, Laurent Blanc... Technically, he could have played for Scotland. Yeah, because yeah, so. his dad was a... Policeman, Scottish yeah. policeman. Um, another name in the frame, uh, Laurent Blanc. No. He's got an impressive record with uh, PSG, but then most managers would have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He hasn't been seen since uh, he left the club. Um, it's worth mentioning that uh, Colin Miller did a great piece on the Sack Race where he looked at a few candidates. So check that out on the sackrace.com. I like the look of Tab Ramos. Yeah? Yeah, don't know anything about him. And just like <laughs> he just name. likes the name. Yeah. You're going to keep tabs on him? He's 8 to oh, 1. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Frank De Boer, can we see him back? No. Right, uh, down in League One, uh, Oldham. Uh, have appointed Richie Wellens, who had a superb job as caretaker manager, 1-4, drew one. He beat your Blackburn, of course, had some great results there. Um, and he's, on the back of that, you wouldn't have said he was in the mix before, but some stunning results, and he's uh, been handed the job on a two-year deal. Was it thanks to Paul Skull's uh, recommendation? I think it was more to do with a, a win over a club of the stature of Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> but no, he's gone, he's gone five games unbeaten there. And it's, it's a remarkable run for, to say where, where they were at the start what of the What bottom when Sheridan left? He's, he's done remarkable. And I think, I think what is key for me is that he's had six stints as a player in League One with, with four, four different clubs. And I think he just he knows the league so well. Mm. And I feel his ex- experience will, will be key and wh- whether he can tra- translate that in, into management, we, we'll have to wait and see. But he seems a good, honest bloke. And I think they're only eight points off the uh, playoffs now. <laughs> it's early days, of course. So, Russ, do you think uh, that's a good appointment? Um, I, I they were linked with a it's good, few good luck to him. Obviously, he's done well, taken on. He's a young manager as well, but on the flip side, it just seems to me it's just another uh, insular appointment by a club that's got a former player. I mean, he's obviously taken him on as a care, in a caretaker role first, so it's it's slightly different. It's a, it'll appease the fans. It's costing them nothing in 
terms of getting a new manager in and compensation. I can understand why clubs don't do that, but how many managers are out there who aren't in work that have got their badges that haven't got haven't played for the club, haven't played at necessarily a higher level, but have good coaching ethos, things to bring to the game that just can't get in because it's matey yeah. used to play up front for us. We said before it's, fans it's all uh, good and well starting off well as a caretaker, but just look at Craig Shakespeare. Yeah. He started off well. He was the first British boss to win five Premier League games in a row uh, when starting off at a club, and he's he's gone now. So it's back to me good, as well. A good club luck like to him, Oldham with with John Sheridan it, yeah. is he's probably <clears throat> potentially the kind of manager that could rub rub his players up the wrong way and have mm. them not playing for him. Yeah. Um, so this is a bounce. Uh, you know he's gone. Let's. We're gonna see Sheridan back anytime soon. Back at Oldham, maybe. Well, I, I bring you yeah. back to my other point. Why? Why would you bring him back? You know, mm. any, any, any. Why would any club go for him other than he's got internet, a lot of international football experience. He's got a lot of managerial experience, but yeah, it's just another. Before we finish off on uh, Anton's bets for weekend, so Gillingham, uh, Graham Wesley uh, is the odds-on favourite. Um, they've just struggled to. It's just it's boring now looking at that market. It's been so long. Mm, it <clears throat> it's got Steve Evans was linked from Mansfield, Sean Derry from uh, Cambridge, but Graham Wesley is a man at the top of the betting. We'll see how that one works out, but he's been the top for about a week now, so you think something would have happened. Um, also, over in Italy, uh, in Syria, they've had their first major casualty, Massimo Restelli uh, from Cagliari. Uh, if you want to know more about that, look at Chloe Beresford's article on the sacrace.com. Anton, have you got a few juicy bets? Yes, yeah, so I've got two bets for us this weekend. And my first one is Stoke at home to Bournemouth. You can Thriller. Get, you can get Stoke at about 23 to 20. And they've had um, four home games so far this, this season. And in, in those four games, they've played Arsenal. They've, they've, they've played Arsenal. Arsenal, Everton, Man United and Chelsea. Tricky start, yeah. They've taken seven points from those games at home, whereas they're playing Bournemouth this weekend who haven't taken a single point on the travels. I think after conceding seven last week, Stoke, I'm expecting a big response performance from Mark Hughes' side. My other bet for this weekend is Luton away at Crawley. L- Scoring L- for fun. L- Luton are top of the league now. They've put the four to six actually to win League Two and just as, as short as one to six for, for promotion. This this week they're away to, to Crawley. Crawley have failed to score Harry in. Harry Kewell, of course. Yeah, Kewell. They've failed to score in three of the last four four matches. And the, the key stat for me here is that Luton have averaged 2.4 goals a game this season. If we compare that to Crawley, that's an average of just 0, 0.8. And for me, I can't see anything but a, Lu- a Luton win. And at about the 11 to 10 mark, I feel that will shorten in be- before Saturday. It's, it's a good great crack. Price, isn't it? You could have a, dub- a double on Stoke and Luton at around 7 to 2, which nice. is my better. Be ba- I'd certainly be interested in back in uh, Luton. He's <laughs> <laughs> ruled out Stoke. Not the other one, Stoke. Nathan Aaron, Jones doing such a good job there. Um, but, guys, Russ, Anton, thanks for coming on this week. Thank, thank you, Jack. And we catch you next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers thank See you. you soon. Don't forget to like and retweet us on uh, Twitter. 
uh, leave a review on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever platform you listen to. And for all the odds and best information, go to www.thesackrace.com. Cheers, guys.